0: is only seven dollars per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. (laughs) (laughs) today i have my dad joining me as a (laughs) guest are you okay (laughs) we have a conversation about his stroke which is when he had a near-death experience we talk about trans channeling getting into spirituality we share stories we talk about anger we talk about a lot of stuff um so i hope you enjoy and yeah this is my dad (laughs) here we go Right, so I've got my dad with me. Hello <laughs> um what are your just as like a general intro? who are you and what do you do?
1: uh my name's Evan um what I do is uh well I had a near death experience when I was about seven years old, and ever since that happened um I do have abilities of, of, you know, spiritual abilities of cleansing homes, uh, entity extractions, healing work, you know, transitioning um, entities, you know, stuff like that.
0: I have spoken a lot um, about our house cleansings and such mm-hmm. before. So the people have been listening for a while. They have heard your stories. So I'm excited for you to share them yourself. Okay. So let's get started. Um, your stroke what was that experience like
1: okay it was very terrifying not gonna lie it was i was seven years old um and i was riding my bike with my two brothers and my sister and we we were riding down the street and all of a sudden i got dizzy really dizzy and i kept getting dizzier and dizzier and i said i don't think i don't think i i can ride with you guys anymore so i turned around And and this was a Saturday. I remember that because we're... That's what we did on Saturday. We'd get up and ride our bikes and play ball and have fun. So I started riding back to my house. And I kept falling off my bike. And by the time I got to the front of our house, I was so dizzy. I, I had to get on my hands and knees and basically crawl into the house. And so my mom called the doctor and... The next thing I know, I'm in a hospital on a gurney and a doctor's talking to me. I was afraid to talk to him and I woke up a week later. You know, I was in a coma for a week and um, that was an amazing experience. That was unbelievable. So if you can imagine when you close your eyes and you kind of, you know, you do that, you you can kind of see colors, you can see movement and that's what I did. I, I was able to see... Movement and I was able to see the you know blues reds yellows, you know greens stuff like that And I only heard mumbling I couldn't I couldn't hear You know like like we're talking I couldn't distinguish voices, but the mumbling I could I couldn't distinguish what mumble was with what person and This was for seven days, and I remember all seven days. And it was very terrifying um, I remember one experience that I had was, um, I was walking through clouds and there were seven figures in front of me, all different sizes. I couldn't see who they were, but I knew they were relatives and, and they basically had blank. I could see the silhouettes. Uh, they were all white, glowing white. Um, they had no features, you know, human features and they, uh, would speak telepathically and I would hear their thoughts and they would hear mine. And they said, come with us, you're, you're ready to come home. And I believe this was on the second day of my coma. And I remember I said, no, nah, I'm not ready to come home. What are you talking about? I got, I got a lot of life to live. I know, I don't want to. <laughs> and I fought with them for a full day. I'm not kidding you. I'm like, no, and it was back and forth. And I said, no, I am not ready, no. So basically um, my contract was rewritten because I was so demanding. And then um, I remember the doctors pulling my parents aside and saying that he's not gonna wake up. And my mom's like, I don't think so, he is waking up. So her and her friend got some holy petals from New York and they put them all around my body and they burn candles and they chanted and they held my hands and I actually woke up the next day to the amazement of the doctors. And I was able to talk, was able to function. The The only issue that I had was I was paralyzed on my whole left side. So I was in a wheelchair. I had to learn how to walk again. Um, and, you know, that, that was very hard. But what, what the amazing thing was when I came back... No, basically woke up, um, I had all the answers to, the, to, to life. I really did. And I was seven years old in 1975. Now, who's going to listen to a seven-year-old in 1975? And so I basically just kind of shut down because no one listened to me and they all laughed at me because, let's face it, we fear, for the most part, what we don't understand. And people did not understand me, including adults. And, and so I kind of just lived in my head and did my own thing. And then, unfortunately, depression set in. And then I got very self-destructive. And I finally, got I got that out of my system. And um, I just started experimenting. It's the wrong words, Searching for what worked for me the best. And I found that Buddhism made me really happy. Because it wasn't about judgment it wasn't about oh you walk funny so you know get away from me you're not good enough because you're out there whatever and so i started i found a really good group and i i grew with them as i still am and then i became a member of um a spiritual center and um that is where i really excelled in, in my abilities and i met some wonderful people i met a um a master shaman who mentored me and um and he asked me he said you have a lot of gifts um what would you like to do with them and i said i'd like to really help people and he said well how do you want to help people and i said you know that's a very good question and i pondered on it for a couple of days and a, a light bulb went off i said i want to be a healer i want to heal people i want to make people happy, I want to help people to make other people happy, and he mentored me, and um, it's just I had a lot of really wonderful experiences uh, with him and uh, with the spiritual center, and um, you know, with my Buddhist friends.
0: How so? You you grew up Catholic. Yes. Have you, did you experience, how has the transition of like religious beliefs been for you?
1: Okay, that's a very good question. I'm glad you asked it because I kind of wanted to get into that. Uh, So I grew up Catholic. I was an altar boy um, and then I became a Eucharistic minister. And then um, I just felt for myself that being Catholic uh, religion... uh, It just There was too much judgment, and I saw too many people judging others for ridiculous reasons. And then one real problem I had, and I I could be wrong. I'm telling you what I experienced, and that's it, just what I experienced. Um, I experienced a lot of people that felt that if they go to church on Sunday, they can be the the, the meanest person they want to be, or they can do whatever they want, whether it's good or bad as long as they go to church on Sunday, or as long as they get confession, and I said, I don't, it just didn't work for me after a while, because I, 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 you know, where's the accountability, you know, and, and so I started, that's when I started searching, and that's when I found Buddhism, one one, um, aspect of Buddhism that I really it's kind of cliche fell in love with, if you want, or what works for me.
0: Resonated.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Very good word. Resonated with me the best was that there's karma attached to everything. Everything. Your All your emotions, your actions, anything you do, your thoughts, everything. And that really made sense to me. So why not be the best possible person you can possibly be? To clean up your karma, to make your life better, more balanced. And that just, it just stuck with me.
0: Did you have a difficult time shifting your belief system?
1: Uh, I did not. And I'll tell you why. But I will tell you what I did have a hard time with. First of all, as far as the shifting the beliefs, I never shifted my beliefs. I always had my beliefs of wanting to help people, wanting to be happy, tired of being depressed, tired of being angry, tired of being sad, tired of just everybody making fun of me. So, what I, I learned, another thing with Buddhism that really, really just resonated the most was turning poison into medicine. And, and I ponder, I'm like, you know, yeah. So, I'll give you a perfect example. I grew up, you know, limping, um, you know, really bad, and people making fun of me. And I have people, a question, yes, actually. Yes, yes, go ahead.
0: When you were limping, was because now your left side is smaller than your right side, but when you Correct. were young, it was was it just more paralyzed?
1: Okay, no. What happened was uh, um, somehow when I was in my coma, my, my hips shifted. Oh. so what happened is instead of you know your right hip and your left hip like this my left hip went up an inch
0: oh so i have really bad
1: scoliosis of my my lower vertebrae and it looks like a fish hook like that that's exactly what it looks like it's crooked so that's what I, it went oh, this way
0: interesting
1: and yeah and so that and then basically and then i put all my weight and muscle and everything else on my right side so I developed my right side, but I didn't really develop my oh, left I side. So, uh, getting back to the uh, poison and the medicine. So, going through that whole experience, and I, you know, and I used to just feel sorry for myself. I'm like, why am I feeling sorry for myself? And then, with the help of, you know, chanting, I realized, you know what? My limp is a blessing in a way, as odd as that may sound. Because I'm more sympathetic to people now. Especially handicapped people, and I can see how horrible handicapped people are treated. There, it's horrible. A lot of people are treated horrible. It's not just handicapped people. Um, But I learned how. I say, you know what? I limp. That's very unique. Not many people limp as much as I do. That's my trademark. Hey, there's Evan. That guy's limping. That's Evan. So I. So you turn a poison into medicine. I. My limp now made me happy. It didn't make my lower back happy. <laughs> it's in a lot of pain. <laughs> but but um, I looked at it that way. And then, you know, I just recently, six, seven months ago, I broke my left hip <clears throat> because my left hip was starting to go out because of, uh, you know, the way I walked and the way it was curved. And <clears throat> the doctor <clears throat> added a half inch. So now I still limp, but barely. And my shoulders are straight when I walk. And now my lower back is like, yay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember I was telling Lily, when I was telling Lily, uh, Lily is my mom's youngest sister who is very, she lived with us for a while. She's like my second mom. Um, But I was telling her about your surgery and how we were adding, or how they were adding, and we were both like, oh, I hope he doesn't lose his limp. We were both (laughs) really sad about it.
1: (laughs) Became my trademark. It's still <laughs> there. It's just not as pronounced as it used to be. How,
0: uh, just because this is a conversation that mm-hmm. I've been trying to shed light on a lot okay. recently, um, how have you gotten through suicidal thoughts? Um, because naturally, oh, oh, <laughs> naturally,
1: that's a heavy one. Hold, okay. A lot of
0: people tend to. <clears throat> aligned with spirituality i feel like a lot of times people go through some sort of trauma or you know and they need answers and obviously right, a lot of times right. or uh, just you have to face all of that ugliness you do and
1: okay uh, this is going to be a very long answer because it, it's very complex and um so what happened was um there's one time I was gonna commit suicide and I, I kid you not. I, I hope I don't get emotional because I don't really like to relive that time. I think I was about fifteen. My sister just died. Um and I was just like I I was devastated. I you know, um, and one day I just said, I'm done, I I can't do this anymore. So I was in my bedroom and I was crying and I said, that's it, I'm done. I was going to go out in the kitchen and I was just going to slip my throat. I was done. And I know I would have done it too. I know I would have. And I kid you not, and this blew my mind. I, I took one step out of my room and the phone rang and it was my best friend. And I realized the hell am I doing? I go, if I want to feel better and get better, I got to look in that mirror and I got to face my dark, dark demons. And I did, and it sucked. It really, really sucked. And what I did is I went around after that day and I made amends to everybody I hurt. And it got to the point where everybody said, Evan, you're freaking me out. Stop it. All my friends were like, you don't need to apologize. But I needed it for me. That was the hardest thing I ever did. So after I got out of that and I started feeling better and, and just talking different to people and trying to help people more, that's when I got into Buddhism. That's when I got into the spiritual work. And that is what really, really elevated me um, to get away from that suicidal darkness because it was it was dark and I... The biggest thing that I did for myself was surround myself with positive people. If you're going to surround yourself with a a lot of negative people, you're going to be negative. I mean, it's just the way it works. And I put it to the test many times. And it is very true. So just get around positive people. And are you going to make people mad if they're, you know, saying some hurtful things and you call them on it? Of course you are. But, you know, that's what I started doing. I'd say, hey, I don't like what you just said. Okay, you know what? We're not hanging out anymore. I'm done with you. Oh, come on, man. I go, then don't do that. And it's okay to be like that. Um, So that's very important. Positive people. And find a hobby. A positive hobby. That's extremely important. What I did is I play guitar. That made me feel great. I paint. I draw. I do comedy. I love getting on stage, making fun of my misery. And as odd as that sounds, it's getting it out. You're getting it out. You're it's getting it out. It's transmuting
0: it. It's making it again. Right? Yeah, something. And happening.
1: you yeah. and I love making people laugh. And and um, so those those are the elements that I did for myself, and and it was just amazing the transition I had in myself. I went from here to way up here in my life condition because I. I, I elevated myself and now I have, um, multiple people that when they come over, they don't want to leave. I'm like, you gotta go. Oh my God. It's such good energy in here. I go, well, yeah, you know, and I got into sage. I got four different types of sages. I use candles are great for energy work. Um, Palo Santo. I love Palo Santo and, and meditation is great. And just, the most important thing, a lot of people have a hard time with meditation. It's hard to be still and it's hard to, you know, do your thing. Breath work. Okay. And there, you can go and blow it out your mouth or you could go, blow it out your nose or you can go. But be careful doing that one because you will hyperventilate. <laughs> be careful doing that. But breath work, I'm just saying breath work is very important and, and cycle it. Like breathe in one, two, three, four one two three four you know that type of thing yeah Brett, and and breathing very important
0: um uh kristen mm-hmm. so when she passed away what was that and, and this is more coming from like a spiritual thing how has your connection been with her since her passing or just the element? okay
1: that's that's a good question um I remember shortly after she passed away, um, I, I just started getting spiritual. It, but for me, I didn't actually start practicing, you know, as going out and. and Hold learning. on, I wanna reiterate, because I can explain that. So
0: Kristen is your sister.
1: Kristen is my sister. Um, yeah, she passed away when, when I was 15 years old. She was 18. Um, and, you know, it was very difficult on the whole family. It was extremely difficult, especially because, you know, I'm seven years old. I just, I almost died of a stroke. I just got home. I'm in a wheelchair for a month. Yeah, I'm like a brand new uh, infant baby. I I had to wear diapers. I'm like I'm like whatever. It happens, you know. I was like a brand new baby. I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't eat, feed myself. I I mean, it's I couldn't walk. So they go through that whole ugly ugliness, and then you know, and then my sister dies, and it's just our whole family's like, oh my. Gosh, you know, and and so, f- um, I tried to get a connection with her, and and never, I never did. However, I uh, will tell you this: she was the writer of the family. I mean, she could write like you wouldn't believe. I mean, she for her her essay paper in high school, sixty four pages. The teachers <gasps> like Kristen, I can't read this. I mean, she was a yeah. She got accepted to UCLA when she was uh, eighteen because she was just really smart. So anyway, anyway, she was the I hated English. Uh, Anything to do with writing, I go. And one week, seven days after she died, I was obsessed with writing, and I just started writing poems and poems and poems and poems and, and. and and then I, I I created my own little format of, of writing poems and and then you know and it took you know I just kept going and going and going and and then I, I, I put a poetry book together and she helped me write that book she helped me with all the poems I wrote that are in that book she so every time I write her energy's coming with me I didn't know that that's yeah. so cool oh I, I thought okay yeah 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 I didn't know that. so every every time I write she she's right there. So we have a very strong Mm -hmm. connection.
0: Um, Going back into your Buddhist practice. Mm -hmm. So for... Subscribers are going to see the video that... I just took a video of my dad trans channeling. He was... We were just kind of talking about his process Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, But for those that are not subscribers. um, So my dad... And I believe I've spoken about this on the podcast before. My dad and I used to pass over a lot of spirits that were stuck. Um, and the way that he would do it is he would um, sit in front of his altar um, and he would chant, he would do his Buddhist chant. Um, and then the spirit would, he would like embody the spirit and then his chanting kind of allowed it to pass. Um, Trans channeling is something that a lot of people are scared of because they think that they're going to be possessed um, I know at first I was scared of it as well. Oh, no. That was, weird. I, I did. That was I a remember. long journey. Um, but it was. how was that for you? Uh, finding out you could trans channel. How did you find I, out? Okay. What was it like?
1: Okay. The first experience. Okay. So, so the shaman, the master shaman that, that mentored me, I would go to him, um, and, and he would help me breathe and he would, um, help extract, um, all the dark energy from me. And I went several times. It took several times. And some were very painful because they get in the root of my stomach and pull out. The last time he pulled out a big black dragon, and I, I I know it sounds like hokey pokey, but it was, it's just that deep, dark, ugly energy. And he just ripped it right out of my gut. And I'm like, oh God. And it, And ever since then, I was, ah. And um, so I remember I went home and it was about eight o'clock at night, and all of a sudden, I start talking like in a different voice, and I'm like, "Oh my God, what's happening here?" And I freaked out. And and the next day, I went to one of the clients. Uh, I, I'm a pool cleaner, so I have a lot of clients uh, that do various things. And and she happened. She's the one that introduced me to the center, and that's where I met. A, that's where I met a bunch of wonderful people and that's where I met the shaman.
0: That's where I also met my mentor that mm-hmm. I talked talked about mm-hmm. her before. So it's all the same place. Yes.
1: And so I told her what happened. She's like, oh my god, you're starting the channel. And I'm like, is that what that is? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So once I knew what it was, then I then I worked on it and I worked on it. And it, it took uh, it took some time but um, I would sit in front of, okay, we, we have a um, uh, what do you call it? a, a uh, the gohansen Basically, is what what the Buddhists have, and and we chant Nam Myoho Kyo. So I got in front of it, and I kept chanting Nam Myoho kill Kyo, and then all, everything kept coming through. So I'd say Nam and it kept coming, and it kept coming, and it kept coming, and I kept just doing it and tr- and you know coming in out in out, and I must have I must have done four hundred a day. I mean, it was it was crazy, and I remember um. So I started really, it was kind of exciting for me. I'm like, this is really cool. And I remember Amber, um, how old were you? Do you think you Um, were? This was 2010. You started
0: the center when I was 16.
1: Okay, so this was 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember Amber would always, I'd sit um, on the other (laughs) side of, of my room and she would sit, okay, here. So I'll sit here. She says, way over here in the back, <laughs> and she was like this going, "Okay, yeah, all right, go, Daddy, go." And I started doing my thing, and and I'm just like, "Amber, you want to sit by me?" And I'm like, no,
0: <laughs> don't look at me, don't and turn around. Oh, that's great. Go, yeah. I used to get scared, of like, "Don't turn right, around, don't, don't look at me." Out,
1: right? <laughs> and and I just kept channeling, and 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 I remember when I first started. I'm gonna get real detailed because this is really cool. And I remember, um, what I would do is they always said at the center, um, that you, when you channel, you should say, uh, the highest possible, all others are bad. Not for me, not for me. I'm like, you can't, you know, you, you gotta go up stages. So by the time you get to the highest elevated stage, you've already done all this, your lessons. And so I, for me, I chose that for me. And I remember I was channeling I was channeling kids that that died and I would take on their energy and I would take on their form. And I remember Amber's just like whoa oh, and I'd start drooling, you know, and and then I'd be like, Oh wow, wow, that was amazing. And she's like, Okay. And then she got really comfortable with it. And I remember specifically the lion. Yeah. You know, I gotta talk about the lion. Um, so I started channeling, and um, and I'll get the Takahashi after the line. So then I um, started channeling uh, an Egyptian lion, and I started taking on the grunts like, <laughs> and then when I I turned around and Amber's just like. Holding on to the chair, like, oh, okay, what's going on here? And <laughs> I started walking toward her, and I started walking like like a, a total lie. I was just like, and she was just like, whoa, and she had a backpack there, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm scratching it and I'm sniffing on her, and then I'm like, yeah, you mm. like open the backpack, I think and
0: papers, and I was like, oh, open no, the he's bag, gonna shred yeah, like this, backpack. like
1: this, right? And then and then I just walked back like that, and then and I sat down, and then I came to. And I looked at Amber and I said, whoa. <laughs> and she's like, "Daddy, that was amazing. And we talked about it. And and so then I said, okay, I'm going to channel more. Because I just really got excited about it. And I still am excited about it. And uh, so then um, I channeled Takahashi. And Takahashi is my main spirit guy. He's full of wisdom, full of knowledge, extremely happy, extremely full of joy and love. Nah, not a bad anything. It was just amazing. And so I'd bring them through. Now the funny thing about Takashi is, when I would channel, I have I have a cat. Now when I would channel, she'd be like, "Yeah, whatever." But every time I I would channel Takashi, she would bite me. She would freak out, you know. And so I had to lock her in the room every time. But not the other ones. uh, The the energies that I brought through. And it was so funny because I would uh, have conversations with Amber when Takahashi would come through. And then Amber got so comfortable when I would talk to ha- Takahashi, uh, bring him through. She actually would sit next to me and I put my arm around her and we'd have a full conversation with Takahashi. And then she's like, okay, this is, this I can deal with this. And um, so Amber got very comfortable with it. And then I started bringing the bird people through. And the bird people are, they're angels in bird form that basically protect the universe they, they you just don't mess with them <laughs> it's just amazing and they're very loud and they're very intense and intimidating and um so it kind of spooked her at first but then she kind of got you know it's but, like okay yeah, it's just my it's dad intense. yeah and um you know and then and then i um i i started getting into um house cleansings and i said amber you let's do some house cleansing. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, daddy. No, 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 no. I go, oh, come on. Come on. And she's like, no, no, no. And I said, okay, all right, give her time. And then she called me one day. She daddy, you're not going to believe this. I did house cleansing. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so my client, one of my clients, um, this is one of probably one of the biggest ones that she and I did house cleansing is one of my clients was trying to sell her house and and people would walk in and say no 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 and walk out and um so then she got a bite and he turned out to be a crook and a long story escrow didn't go through so she called me. She said, Evan, I want to hire you and I'm like For what? <laughs> and she goes to cleanse my house. I'm like there <laughs> So I called Amber and I said, Hey honey this is kind of a big big cleansing. You you, you wanna be a part of it? She goes, Yes. And <laughs> and it took us she showed up it took us three hours. Three hours The house and well, mm-hmm. you know where's that. And um <laughs> <laughs> don't wanna give away too much. And um it was just amazing what what it was just okay, let me, let me give you a little back history on the house. So basically the house I was I think from the nineteen twenties, if I'm not mistaken. And a doctor bought the house, it was his house. Anyways, the downstairs was just as big as the upstairs. A pretty cool house. Anyways, downstairs he turned it into a sanitarium. And he started doing experiments on the patients. And that house was creepy. Yeah. And it took, I mean, we saw, I saw visions I've never seen before. And we we did a three hour, hour uh, deal. And, um, so I went home and the next day I did a, a ton of candle work, uh, for this lady and for the house and everything else. I went, I kid you not, this is a true story. Two days after this whole thing, I asked her, I said, um, I go, hey, how is everything? She goes, I sold my house. And I looked at her and I said, oh, that is wonderful. I did so much candle work for you in the last two nights. And she started crying, sobbing, and she gave me a big hug. And that's the power of it. Very powerful.
0: What is your candle work? What is that?
1: Okay, uh... My candle work, well, I just I have a ton of candles. On my altar, I have about 35 candles. I know that's kind of a lot, but I, <laughs> I love candles. I love the energy. And so what I do is I light all the candles. I have figurines as well. I burn white sage. I burn brown sage. And I burn mixed sage. And I, and I also burn um, the red sage, which is dragon's blood sage, which is very good for cleansing. And uh, they all are. And I also burn palo santo. And, um, so I'll light the candles and, um, and then I'll just sit in there and I'll just, you know, chant or, um, you know, I just bring some energy through or I'll meditate. I, I bring, um, source energy through me, which is, you know, the universal white light of pure love, pure joy. And I bring it through me, through the crown of my head, down through my chest, my legs, my feet. And, um. And I just sit there and breathe. Breathing is important. And I'd breathe, and and then um, I would think of a person that needs needs healing, and I just focus on them. Focus, 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 just on that person. Just on that person. Just on that person. And I and uh, ten fifteen minutes, and uh, that's what I do.
0: Then do you blow the candles out? Yes, I do. <laughs> um. I want to talk about your statues. Okay. Um, And just the idea of how you connect to the energy in the statues. Because you have your cat statues.
1: Okay. Yes. Um, I love cats. I've always been fascinated with cats. Um, They're just cool beings. They're just my favorite animal. And they have so much energy to them. And what I love about cats is they they're like rocks they suck energy up and that's why a lot of times they'll sleep for two days because they they're they're getting rid of stuff that you can't see you know like my my cat um that i got from amber thank you amber um she she'll sit by me and then she'll just start looking around and she's looking and, and get a certain look on her face and and if i feel it I, i'll but she's amazing and uh I got I have four really big uh, cat statues that are I don't know what, three feet tall maybe three and a half mm-hmm. um, and they just have so much energy to them and I and what I did is that uh, is I energized them. Now what I mean by that and I all my statues I energize everything candles everything and what I mean by that is um, I bring source energy through me and then I touch it I touch them and I bring the energy into the item I'm touching. The, like like a uh, this like boom you know just and uh, I've had people come over and say that my statues are like uh, they're growling at me I'm kind of kind of I'm not comfortable with them there I'm like what I'm like okay <laughs> but I leave them there anyways um, they're
0: very protective they're of
1: extremely you. Yeah. protective um, and then um, I am I have another uh, statue which I really like is a griffin um now if you're not familiar with griffin that that's basically a lion body with an eagle's head very good for protection and i and the significance of the griffin is um i one of one of of um i went i went to the the spiritual center and there was a lady doing hypnosis and i'm like yeah okay let's see what this is like she hypnotized the daylights out of me okay? <laughs> the visions I saw were amazing one of them was I was a griffin and I was floating up into the heavens and there were clouds on both sides like this and the griffin as a griffin just going like this up through the clouds and it was the most peaceful feeling I've ever had and then when I when I came to and I'm like wow Um, I told her about it and and I ran out and I got one because that that reminds me of that um, experience. And I'll tell you, this this is interesting. So when she hit the tights of daylights out of me and I left that night, I went straight over to my younger brother's house. Now, my whole family knows I'm a healer and and they're on board with it. They think it's great. At first, they were kind of, but now they're just like, this is amazing and um, because I only use it for good. And... So I went over to my brother's house, and um, I do healing work um, on his wife every now and then when she she really is down and out. I say, "Hey, just call me up. Not a problem. We're family." And so I said, "Okay, I want to see if I can hypnotize her." I'm like, "I'm like, hey, it's worth a shot, right?" I go, "I just came from a lady that hypnotized the daylights on me," and I and one thing that I do possess is I am very very good about duplicating what I've experienced of, of the breath work of of the words of the mannerism of the voice tone voice tone is very important because like I can't if I'm gonna try and hypnotize someone I can't say okay I want you to breathe okay what you breathe I want you to you know I can't I have to right I want you to breathe okay in your nose and out your mouth so you got to be calming and relaxed so I did that, and I went over there. I hypnotized the daylights out of her. And she woke up like, oh, oh my God, what That's did you right. do?
0: I forgot you used to make your meditations.
1: And I used to, yes, That's yes. That's right. I totally yes. forgot about that. I used to I used to do meditations, and, and uh, people were just blown away. I have friends in Idaho, and she uh, invited me up to Idaho with all her friends, and, and I did a major healing. It took an hour and a half. And we were, I did uh, entity extractions. I did chakra uh, realignments, which, which, you know, we basically got seven chakras, I uh, realigned them. And, uh, and I remember we were all sitting at the table and I said, okay, I want everybody, you know, I, I, after, I, after I had, you know, did, did my thing and we we're all sitting, kind of grounding ourselves at the table. And all of a sudden the door just threw open and all this energy just went out. And I remember the guy looking at his wife going, should I shut the door? <laughs> and I'm like, no, leave it open. I got rid of this stuff. You want it out of here. Um, and then they wanted me to uh, to help them find their spirit guides. And I've never done this before. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm like, me my big mouth, great, okay, and... So what I did is, is I uh, remembered what my master shaman and the, and the mentoring that he did. He didn't train me. Okay, that's very important. He did not train me; he mentored me. He, he, okay, Evan, you can do this. And and I say, just give me a book and I'll practice. And he, exactly, he goes, I can't tell you how to do it. And I said, I don't need that. So um, they were all laying on the bed, and I basically hypnotized all of them and they came to and they all had spirit animals (laughs) every one of them i'm like i guess i'm pretty good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that that, it's wonderful it's been a wonderful journey and experience
0: going backwards what do you feel what do you feel when you trans channel
1: when i trans channel what i feel is complete happiness um, I feel energy, I feel no pain in my my body at all, and I just feel like I'm floating it, it's a it's a real amazing feeling real amazing feeling and and um I want to go back to what you said about the uh, you know people thinking that might be possession okay um i I wanted to see. Like Amber said, it's harder to keep the energy in you than it is to kick it out. So I wanted to put this to, to practice. So Takahashi came through me one time. This was uh, 2010, 11, you know, when I first started doing this. And he started coming through. And he came through and I kicked him out. And, and he just said, oh, and that was it. And I'm like, you know, because I, w- I wasn't feeling it. And it wasn't out of malicious intent. It was just I wasn't feeling it when it came through. And I'm like, Is that, really? It's that easy? Wow. So, yeah. It's it's very easy to...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Um, how do you experience energy in your day-to-day?
1: Everything's got energy. I mean, this this cup has <laughs> energy to it. Paper has energy to it. This table has energy to it. Everything you look at and touch has energy to it. Um, just, and remember, you, you're basically... The universe is three things. It's basically energy, water, and gas. What do you think the human body is? Energy, water, and gas. And um, just just you want to be in tune with, um, you know, vibrations. And everything's vibrating. Energy is constantly moving. Now, energy, when it's stagnant, is heavy. And it's, that's when you get that heavy feeling like you walk in a room. You're like, oh okay well that's stagnant energy energy is happy when it's moving energy is very it's like a light bulb once you turn it on it's like
0: yeah
1: and you turn it off like uh. and um, it's the same thing so there's energy in everything and, and the, the best way to tap into that energy is um, by manifesting and the way we manifest is um, by, by uh, we can uh, mantras Mantras is a really good way it's just a series of words you speak in rhythmic form and it helps you not only calm yourself down to get to the highest level of, of you. And you want to tap into um, the energy and frequency of the universe. And that's, and, and that's how we manifest things. And, and to, by keeping your life condition as high as high as possible. Because has there ever been times where you're just having a really bad day. And you're just mad. And you're just angry at everybody and you get cut off from them and you, everything's happening. It's like, why am I, is this all happening to me? Well, it's because of the way your your energy's out, you're putting energy out that you're like, yeah, yeah. So the universe is like, hey, you want some more of that? But if you go out and you're like, hey, good to see you, buddy. hey, and then the universe is like, hey, you want some more happiness? There you go. It's as simple as that. It's hard to be Happy all the time I mean we're human, you know and uh, but that that is is pretty much how you you can shift the energy uh, in more of a positive way for yourself.
0: did you experience energy as a kid?
1: I did when um, I came home when I woke up from my coma I did before that i I don't remember to be honest with you I just was a kid. Um, I wanted, I wanted to run and play and jump and do everything else. And, you know, it's it very difficult because, um, I remember as a kid, uh, when we would have relay races, I would, I would beat my brothers, both of them by at least six feet. I outran them, outran them. And, um, I was like the best athlete too at, at that age. And then this happened, and it basically took everything away from me. That, at least that's why I went through my depression. That's how I felt. And uh, what I didn't realize was this was actually a very, it was a gift. And, I, and I'll explain what I mean by that, because I'm going to get it a little more. I'm not going to go back to what I said earlier. I'm going to get in even more detail. Um, so, you know, you have all that taken away from you. So now you're just like, okay... What what is the lesson here? And I couldn't understand what the lesson was. And then and then it's just when I went through my whole spiritual process, it's like, bam, I figured it out. Figured it out uh, with a lot of help. Um, the lesson was to be very thankful and very grateful, and stop being hurtful. And um and and I believe in reincarnation. I I know not a lot of people do not. I shouldn't say it that way. i say some people don't. I happen to. Um, and Most
0: people that listen to this.
1: Oh, do they? Okay, well, I'm happy, I'm happy <laughs> to hear. I'm just trying to be neutral. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. trying to be neutral. That's, that's all. And um, so I know in a past life, I was always a king. I was a royal. I was always of high highness. And um, this lifetime was my time... To Be humble Because I was getting a little too big for my britches As my grandma <laughs> would say And uh, it's taught me how to be humble um, And just be, be a nice person And, and help people And that, that's, that's what I really like doing And um, that's what, what, what I learned And, and understand and, and it's okay
0: almost sneezed. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. The <laughs> <laughs> watching, he's like, what was that? <laughs> so, trying to cover. Um, <clears throat> oh, shoot, I had another question and I forgot. Oh, I remember. Mm-hmm. So you have a twin brother. I do. Um, typically, twins are very, very connected. What is that? Because you guys are very, very similar, very different correct on a spiritual level
1: on a spiritual level where we're okay right now we're the same right now we're the same um he, he i have shared with him some of uh, just about everything and he's he's on board um but in the beginning and when i say the beginning i mean i mean in 2010 when i started this spiritual journey um he was against it he's he was just like, oh, what are you doing? What are you talking about? What blah, 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 blah. And, um, and I just told him, I said, look, I'm, I'm not big on, you know, Christianity or Catholicism or any religion, because this is, I feel that there's a lot of, uh, you know, bias, and, and there's a lot of, and I explained my viewpoint, and I explained my viewpoint of Buddhism, and why I'm this and that, and he's like, oh my god, I can't believe you're doing it, and I, because I wasn't believing what he believed in, and I'm like, I, I said, let me ask you one question, and see, this is a good point, um, when you learn, How to understand, so to speak, when somebody's asking you a question, why they're asking you that question without getting mad. And you just, like, for instance, he asked me that. And I just said, let me ask you a question, Eric. I said, am I a good person? He goes, you're one of the greatest persons. I go, do I do bad? He goes, no, all you do is try and help people. I go, then what's what's so wrong with what I'm doing? And he goes, you know, I never thought of it that way. And that's, that's a good lesson. A lot of people never thought of it that way. So if you learn how to properly word things in a nice, calm voice, <laughs> it usually sticks. But I, as far as spirituality, yeah, he's pretty much on the same as I am right now. As it would be interesting to
0: hear if you like, experienced anything. When he when you were having your stroke like if he felt anything on his end
1: I wanted to talk to him about that and we just haven't had time I'd really he he did say briefly that um he said it was it was horrible on him he but he never really said he felt anything he just said uh, I was like in shock I couldn't believe you were you were there and you had all those tubes in your in your nose and face and and wires and this and that and he said I just I was you know seven years old you know it's it's it's, you know it's um but I will say what he did experience here's another topic demon dreams I have many of them and I used to have them all the time now what a demon dream is is when you're laying in bed and you're sleeping uh and you wake up and you can't move and you can't breathe.
0: Or sleep paralysis? Correct.
1: But you look around and you're in your room. You know exactly where you are. But you have this energy behind you that is so dark and so black that just is paralyzing. And it, it scares the deus out of you and it takes the breath out of you. And um, so I didn't know. I used to have a lot of them. So did Eric. He told me that. I didn't realize this. But yeah, he had demon dreams too. And the way he used to get out of demon dreams is just by, by you know doing this and trying to move and this and that and, and what I learned was by breathing by hyperventilating that that usually brought me back and since I uh, they escalated with me though because once I started doing um, uh, house cleansings and I get rid of demons I'm I am a demon master of getting. Let me rephrase that. I am a master getting rid of demons. A master. And uh, so I've had several experiences where I've had demons try and pull me through the floor... And I fight them, and and I and I win. And I had one in particular. I had five demons, and they put a a round blanket around me on my bed, and they each got a corner, and they were pulling me through the bed. And I fought them, and I fought them, and I fought them, and I fought them. And I fought them and, and I woke up, and um, yeah, it's just I I've I'm I'm a target because of the work I do, and I'm okay with that. I have no problem with that. I had one demon dream actually more than one that this actually happened. I was laying there and then I'm like, oh great. And so I started breathing and then I and I had this fifty foot demon and then I became fifty feet and I I, it was a it was a bird. It was it was um like a big, big, ugly pterodactyl that was fifty feet high and I started chewing on his feet, both feet. I mean and spitting it out and uh, spitting it out and working up and spitting. then I became 50 feet tall and I bit off his beak and I bit off his head and then I bit half his torso off and went Pew! and then I woke up.
0: I have a question for you because we have a different approach to demons, okay? Um, because you are, I'm the way that I approach them is through love, okay? What do you feel about the idea that, um, okay, so law of attraction, like attracts like. So if there is a demon in your presence, the way that I perceive it is that there's a, a it's like a shadow aspect of yourself I that ent- is coming forward. I absolutely
1: understand what you're saying.
0: How do you, do you <clears throat> hold that same view or how does no. that work? How do you I don't hold that them?
1: view I'll t- and I'll explain why I say I don't hold that view. Because the demons I work with are trying to hurt me.
0: But do you feel like that could represent a part of yourself that no. is... No.
1: Uh-uh. No. Because I I know specifically... Okay. Yes and no. Mostly no. But I have had demon dreams. And I woke up going, wait a minute. I think that's, that might be something, something I got to work on with myself. Maybe that ugliness. But the one specifically... <clears throat> that i explained or the other ones they're coming to hurt me specifically to hurt me and i and i know that for i know that for a fact
0: why are they coming to hurt you
1: because i get rid of them and demons do not like to be getting rid of they like to hold the power and they can't with me and i also have other uh friends <clears throat> excuse me that have that basically have had Demons come after them, <clears throat> and I will send all my energy and the bird people out there, and then they get pissed and come after me. to get me out of the picture. And I know that. I know that for a fact. So, I'm a warrior.
0: <laughs> um... So, for me, if there's a demonic being there, the way that I perceive it is that it's an energy that is so far detached from who it is. Because at the core, we're all source energy. Okay. You know? So, with a demon, it's so far detached from that. It's the same with, like, a person, you know, that's so removed from who they are. Mm -hmm. So, by giving them love, it immediately shifts their frequency up. Um, How do you... I have. That's my method. Okay. What is your method?
1: Uh, my method is just to, um, <clears throat> basically, get rid of them. And what I say by getting rid of them is shift the energy so they
0: just like vanish. transmute
1: it. Yeah, correct. Like neutralize correct. it. Correct. Correct. Good work. Yes, thank you.
0: And you do that through channeling source energy. Correct. So we're basically kind of, it's like the same thing. Correct. It's, gotcha.
1: Correct. Correct. Gotcha. mm
0: mm-hmm. um, I think that's all I've got. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss?
1: Um, no, I think we, we covered everything. Yeah, I think, I think, I can't think of anything else. Um,
0: do you still get, how do you actually, when there's a spirit, <laughs> how do you feel them?
1: Okay, that's a good question. Um, I feel them in two different ways. Um, actually, I feel in many, many ways, but the, the main way is I feel on my wrist, like from here uh-huh. to here, like a hand going like this. But I feel it on both. And if I don't feel it here, I feel it. I feel my hands tingling, right? Like a, the size of a basketball, like I'm holding a basketball and like I'm feeling it right now. Um, both when I feel it like both hands oh I know what it is <laughs> I know what it is so we earlier did a um cleansing and a transition and and I I helped a a, a spirit transition into true enlightenment and now there's another one that needs one um or I also feel it if they, if they're real desperate, they'll grab onto my chest and then I have a hard, have a hard time breathing. I'm like oh. because, because the frequency of of um, you know the universe is way higher than than ours. And so I have to I ha- always have to constantly say you need to shift your energy uh, frequency so so I can work with you. You have to.
0: Do you do you see them, or hear them, or smell them, them, taste them? I feel, feel them,
1: them and I smell them. Mm. Yeah, smell and feel. I, I usually don't. I usually don't see them, and I know I have a friend that does this type of work too, but a little little lot different. He asked me. He said, "Well, maybe you know if you practice, you get." To, I I don't want to be a vision. I just don't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we, all I, I'm, I, we all have different. We all have different our different thing. I'm happy with with feeling. I'm happy with smelling. Uh, sometimes taste, but it's usually smell or feel, um, and I'm I'm happy with that. I have,
0: okay. I have a question. I yeah. did an episode a long time ago about mm-hmm. um, anger. Okay. And it was basically about how you can make anger. Every single, nothing is bad. What is bad and good, that's all, they're labels. It's trained perceptions of things. Nothing, it's what you do with them that matters. Correct. And I think with something like anger in particular, it can be channeled into this fire That really sets a strong intention. For example, in dealing with an energy being that is um, like harassing somebody, you know, if you can channel that anger into this deep rooted fire where it's like, leave now, where you're like standing your ground, it's very powerful and it's not bad at setting boundaries. Correct. Um, How do you engage with anger? And this, I'm specifically asking this because we've never talked about this. And you always say how you used to be very angry.
1: Oh, I used to be very angry. And
0: so I'm curious how, I'm Um, just curious about that. Okay,
1: okay. Well, um, yeah, I used to be extremely angry to the point where people were afraid of me. And they didn't want to come near me because if you looked at me wrong, I was in your face. I mean, I was a very, very angry, angry person. And... One day I just, I got tired of being angry and I I said to myself, I said, why don't people want to hang out with me? And everybody just oh, great. There's Evan. Great. And I said, what? Is it me? I'm like, oh my God, it's me. So for two days, and this is the honest truth, for two days, I sat staring in a mirror and I said, how do I change? What do I need to change? And it lasted for two days. I broke down crying on the, on the last day, and I realized that what I was doing was manifesting the anger, and um, what I needed to do was use the anger to be positive, meaning, like Amber just said, it's a perception, so it's just like energy, okay, anger's energy, everything's energy, energy's energy. It depends on what we do with it, makes it positive or negative. And so anger is negative emotion. And so what I, that's when I shifted and that's when I started making amends to people, saying I'm sorry, They're just trying to change me as a person. And the more I did that and the more I, hi, smiled and hey, been all happy, the more people are like, man, I see a big change in you. And people started wanting to hang out with me again. And that's why my younger brother's just like, would you stop smiling so much? And I, I can't help it. <laughs> and um, that's, that's what I do. And, and it's like with depression, what I've learned is I know when I'm depressed. And what I do f- when I'm depressed is, is shift my thinking or I'll go out and do something. I know I can't sit by myself when I'm depressed because then you self-destruct. Um, or I'll draw or, or I'll, I'll write something or you know, you got to get it out You got to get it out. So that that's what I've done And that's really helped with my anger issues really helped and now it's gotten to the point um, I won't mind sharing this with uh, growing up with my dad. I, I we did not have a good relationship. We lost a lot of time many years. He, he didn't want me around I don't want him around it, it was bad and now I like hanging out with my dad a lot and I, because I don't get angry at, at his, his comments. They're, I'm just like, w- why would you say that? Oh, you mean you're not getting a reaction? I go, no. And then my younger brother used to you know, needle me, poke the bears, people like to call it. And I used to get so fired up and he used to just love seeing me get angry. And now he pokes me and I just like, why would you say that? That was dumb. And he's just like, you know, and then, and that's how I shift it. You just, you, you got to understand it first, and once you understand it, you can shift it, and it's very easy, very easy. And keep a smile on your face, that is contagious, and that that actually just that little, hey, how are you? That little bit right there is amazing. How much it shifts energy.
0: I had an English teacher that said um, his dad had like a window installing company or something and he had to make sales calls and he would hate to make them and so then he'd call them and be like hey this is whatever and then he's like ready for them to hang up and his dad had told him put a smile on your face and act like you're happy and so then you'd be like hey this is whatever you know and then people would talk they wouldn't hang up it makes that little
1: Uh thing right there yeah so he would tell
0: us in writing papers because it was a very paper heavy class Mm -hmm. he's like put a smile on your face and write the paper and it'll trick you it makes a big big difference
1: yeah Yeah. stay happy (laughs) (laughs)
0: say what is it the the like live laugh love <laughs>
1: yeah exactly live, laugh love uh-huh
0: all right well anything else
1: no i think we covered it all cool
0: well thanks for chatting
1: well thank you for having
0: me <laughs> i appreciate that you are willing to get vulnerable and explain absolutely
1: absolutely life's a journey Yeehaw. (laughs) All right. Goodbye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.